listening to the Killy Shrew View podcast, the home of two clubs, one love, Shrewsbury Town and Kilmarnock FC. Hello there and welcome listeners to the final episode, which is episode 39 of the Killish Review, Two Clubs, One Love. And it's a salop end of season show. Yes, we have a lot to talk about. So you're joined by myself, Martin, and our co-host Rob, as we discuss how salop season unfolded from August to April. Unfortunately, a 3-0 defeat to Wigan there as we discuss the game. We also discuss Wigan as they win the title in deserved fashion as well. We also discuss um, our ups and downs, uh, our you know look ahead of the new season, players out of contract as well. We'll also be talking about Super Sean Morley and where he'll be next season. There's also talks of him being talked about by a fan that he's staying. Believe it if you do. And we'll also be discussing a wee bonus edition there. Listen for more, which will be thrown in at the end. Plus other bits and bobs. If you want to have a listen... You know what to do. Thanks and take care. In at Anfield, the shock is on. Udo, the unlikely hero. Well, here we are, episode 39 of Two Clubs, One Love, the Killy Shrew View. And uh, it's the end of the season now for Salop. And as usual with myself here, Martin, you are joined by Rob. So, Rob, how are you? Good, thanks, mate. We made it. Yes, we made it. How many times did we try there in the last half an hour? About three or four <laughs> times before yeah. I realised there was a technical glitch. And yes, it was me. <laughs> and we made it to the end of the season. Yeah, a bit a bit like um, a bit like Salop there. We sort of struggled there to get on um, and get <laughs> over the line. But we, we got there. Um, yeah. So Unfortunately, yeah. we weren't on the beach. Yeah, we weren't on the beach. We were struggling hard there. We were trying our best. Or I should say, I was trying my best to get on there. But um, so, so anyone listening to that waffling on there, yeah, that was just a, a big technical glitch. But we are here for the final episode, uh, talking about Shrewsbury, talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, and also looking ahead to next season. We've got a lot to cover, really. Um, we've also got a wee bonus uh, thrown in as well, uh, which we'll talk about at the end, won't we, uh, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it should bonus. be interesting. And I'm yeah. a quick disclaimer as well. He's thrown this at me with an hour's notice, so please bear that in mind when we get to it. To be to be fair, right? <laughs> I was cooking the bit. I was cooking a dinner, and uh, I thought, you know, that's that's a pretty good one. I don't know why, but I just thought, and we'll, we'll go on what it is. But I just thought, oh, that that's uh, yeah, quite good. And I was thinking yeah. of people, um, and yeah, it just sort of. Um, I thought it was going to be quite easy, and then it, it became a bit trickier. But I managed to get it done. So yeah, we'll get um, to I'm it. Glad you've, I'm glad you've pulled it together as well. There. <laughs> so, I mean, first of all, um, you know, before we go into our season and what a roller coaster it's been, ups and downs, uh, twists and turns, and everything. Mm. Um, you know, we've reached the magic fifty uh, that is always meant is always talk, talked about. Um, yeah, we've been yeah. sitting on that for the last sort of two or three weeks now, which is a bit of a disappointment that we couldn't yeah. sort of maybe finish a few uh, places higher. But we finished 18th, which is one place lower. So at least we didn't finish 17th. That's, uh... I, know. I, <laughs> I don't know. know if that is. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a jab end to the season. But we must must uh, 
congratulate Wigan um, on, yeah. on their fortunes. Um, I, a bitter of Wigan in the past, but in the last two years as a club, they have gone from top to bottom. They were one point from relegation to then, you know, deserve champions this year. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had the clout and money behind them, but they were, you know, they've had someone that's come in, you know, and, and Liam Richardson, you know, fair play to him and his staff, you know, did really well. And obviously yeah. Callum Lang, a, an ex-favourite town loanee, mm. um, scored the goals as well and assists and, and he, he, he'll he be delighted. I've seen a picture of him with a trophy um, leaving Shrewsbury yesterday. So but congratulations yeah. to him as well. Yeah. Um, I wasn't at the game. I've seen the highlights, seen the game myself. I, sort of have my input but I mean you were there um, what yeah. was the atmosphere like what was the atmosphere like before um, weird it was a weird atmosphere because I think because it was quite a big crowd I think that Wigan filled their end which was what 1600 um, but there was still well over 8000 there yesterday so um, yeah it was it was a strange one because it, it did have that end of season feel to it we had absolutely nothing to play for other than we could potentially be the party poopers, um, but I didn't really look at it like that because, well, <laughs> you know, we're going to have had, they've had 45 very good games, haven't they? So, you know, they, they deserve to be where they are. Um, but um, yeah, it was a bit, bit flat, to be honest, mate, considering the big crowd. Yeah, I mean, um, I believe uh, the um, the lads from, obviously, the understuffs, uh, uh, Gavin yeah. and Dave and yeah. all that were there. So, I mean, I mean, the fun, the, the fan zone is always a, a good, um, joyous occasion. Anyway, especially when the sun's shining, uh, yeah. with a big crowd. Being there. I guess that that was probably probably your highlight of the day. I guess. Um, yeah, because... and um, getting home before three o'clock was weird on a Saturday as well because <laughs> it's not very often that town town play at twelve thirty. Um, so that was a weird feeling. Maybe that was why it was so flat because everyone hadn't woken up yet. Yeah, and and probably why. Uh, and, and by the looks of the scoreline, you know. Town really and woken up and uh, it, I think they were they were they were pretty much on the beach in the second half, weren't they? As they're saying. Yeah, I, I wrote down I wrote down three the first I wrote down on my notes here, Wigan at home, and then I put three words on their holidays. So yeah, yeah same sort of thing really. But right, was... um yeah, we just didn't create a lot, did we? Um, you know, stats no. wise were they were pop shots. There wasn't really anything that that, that caused Ben Amos, you know, many, many issues in goal for them, to be honest. And um, they had a lot of the ball. We were chasing shadows, got overran in midfield a lot. Um, they were very, very good in midfield. And um, it just got really frustrating. And it was a matter of time before they they, they took the lead, really. Uh, some, sometime, yeah, I'm, I was quite surprised over town because, like, yeah, yeah, we got nothing to play for in that. But still, um, you still want to, finish the season out on a high and you know the strongest team I would have said would have, was out there pretty much as well by one or two players that a couple of injuries yeah injury. yeah um you know and I, I don't know if it's just a case of tiredness and they know they're safe and, and it was a final game but you know mm. I mean I'm surprised at the last sort of two or three games but then um I'll allude back to what I've alluded in the last two or three weeks really is um Ebanks Landau um yeah. seems to be the missing jigsaw in the middle um, yeah. A lot of times they're allowed to, allowed to run in, win headers and that in, in aerial threat as well. I mean, the, the first goal came from, yeah, okay, it was a very fortuitous goal. Yeah. Um, the fact that they were in and around and, and winning the balls, you know, Ebanks Landau for me, he's just brave. He's, he's not great on the ball like the other two, but he's, um, 
he's he's braver than the you know the, the lot of them, and I just feel as though he, you know, especially that third goal for me. I, I mean, I'm watching that third goal, and I'm like, that's just embarrassing. Like as, as a, you know, to concede, it's like, and 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 you know what's more frustrating is it's not like we're that sort of team this year. Yeah, we struggled no. in front of the goal, but. I mean, we've been so strong in defence and I just feel as though we just gave up in the second half. As soon as that penalty went, it's like, oh, well, that's it. The penalty, yeah. you know, there was a couple of, I mean, Daniel slipped and that and then the ball came across and, I mean, we had two players, two players tried to clear it and they missed it and then it got to the edge of the box and obviously Flanagan, yeah, I mean, it, it was a penalty. Some yeah, yeah. Some will say it wasn't, but he had his hands out. Uh, we got one against Morecambe, which was less than that. So, you know, yeah. and for me, we'd be shot for that all day long. So, yeah, I mean, I can't really have any arguments yeah. about the penalty. It was a build-up build for me. It was disappointing. So, all the goals were, I would say, avoidable. Um, yeah. you know, the first one was very fortunate. But, you know, the build-up to the second one, and then, like I say, the third one, it was just... It was just co- it was just comical defending really more than anything and and very frustrating. I, I you know I don't know if you agree with that or I do I do no no it's not harsh. Um, I, f- I feel like we let ourselves down massively in the last couple of games um, defensively. You know silly mistakes, but yeah I, I do think there's something in it with the Landell thing. And I know you've found the Landell drum a lot this season, haven't you? About um, right. you know what he does. He's he's a great foil for Pennington and Flanagan. You know they can they can do. Um, that, you know the the nicer work if you like, but you know they play the ball out. They they um they're less no nonsense than um Landell, and he does a lot of their dirty work. And when he's not there, you miss him. Um, and I think that a combination of him and Bennett being out, you know, we create a lot down our right hand side, and um that's just not happened in the last few games. Um, if anything, it's come more a lot more heavy to down the left rather than a balance. Um, you know, you got Nurse running up and down like a headless chicken, and um, very little's coming down the right. I mean, I know throughout the season we've had various different combinations down the right, but predominantly Bennett's always been there. Um, you know, at the start of the season, Bloxham was in there for a while as well, wasn't he? And then um, yeah. you, you've had a few others come in as well, um, and, and Vela as well has obviously linked up nicely with Bennett. Uh, you know, for a, a few of our good goals this season, but I don't know. Just without them in there, it's um, it's just been very, very flat and um, terrible timing of their injuries as their contracts are running out as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, I, I do feel though Ebanks, Landal, and Bennett have done enough to, you know, let you know let Cottrell know. I think, I think they will be there next year um, if they're offered the contracts. Um, but Ebanks may be snapped up by other clubs, you know, as well. So um, it's it's a strange one because he, he's he's not. He's had some good experience at championship level as well. He's been at big clubs like Wolves, Sheffield United, you know, and even MK Dons. Okay, not maybe not a bigger club as the other two, but still a decent side, a decent so you know, a decent club. Yeah. Um, so he's not, he, 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 you know, he's he he's been, he has got plenty of experience, um, and I feel as though he's obviously played the most games at Shrewsbury in any club, but you know, he's. Um, yeah, he just he seems to have got better season on season, and I think he's take that taken that captaincy role, captaincy role, definitely um, in a stride. And yeah, people um, still to this day are a bit like unsure about him. But I think mm. you know, I've always, I'm always a great believer that when you see a good player that maybe he's not having a ten out of ten or a, a eight out of ten, but he's always a consistent seven out of ten. That's how I describe uh, Elliot Bennett as a consistent seven out of ten. I would say the same about Ebanks Landau. They'll have the old 
superb game, but it was a predominantly seven out of ten. And it's only when those sort of players go missing for injury or ban uh, for a few games that you start to notice a difference. Yeah, um, definitely. We have we have that at Kilmarnock with Rory McKenzie in the middle. We got player of the year there last night, and he, you know, he's not a favourite by some people. He's a 50-50 um, sort of in the fans' favourite zone, yeah. and, and that's the same here with Ebanks Landal. I would say, and I would even say Sean Morley was put in that category for some time as well. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And it's only when you miss those sort of players. I mean, you look at Sean Morley this season; he's been missing, and he had the impact he has when he comes off game you know, in, in games, and you know, he may not score as many, but he's always creating. Um, and I just feel as though. Yeah, we, we've been unlucky with injuries this season um, at times as well. But yeah, going back to what you were saying with the two going out of contract, it is a bit worrying because they've not been on the forefront. But of what, what did you, what's your gut on those two? Do you think they'll both get offered and both stay? I think they will, but I don't think they'll both sign because I, I feel like... I think Bennett will because he's local and he's, he's quite happy. Though. As Ebanks Landau for me... There may be other suitors elsewhere looking and um, it'll only take someone, I'm not saying someone like Ipswich will come in, but there may be a, a, a bigger club in the division that may mm. come in and offer more money uh, where there'll be better prospects. And, you know, at the end of the day, he's justified it um, to go to, to elsewhere at the end of the day. But yeah. at the same point, I'd like him to stay um, yeah, because, um, you know, he's a good defender. He's not, it's, it's a weird one because I, you look at the three centre backs, and like you say, he's not the fans' favourite out of the three of them. And like you say, he, he, there's a lot of the, um, attributes that he hasn't got that the other two have. Um, but the the one key thing I think in a, in a the central defender is you've got to be brave, you've got to be strong, yeah. and, and he's got that in abundance. So for Definitely. me, he is a key player for us, and I think he does. Whether whether he wants to stay or not is another thing, but I'm yeah. you know, I'm pretty sure majority of town fans have seen over the season that you know he is he should be staying really. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So key one. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see with that one. But it proved yesterday um, what a miss he was, and not just yesterday, previous games as well. We can look at the. Got I'm I'm looking at what, Wigan uh, two two goals where they were headers. Uh, in and around the box, um, and then you've got Sunderland, uh, the the winner, yeah. again uh, last minute winner wins the ball in the air. Charlton, there was a goal there, one in the air. You know what I mean? They just yeah, there's a pattern there, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that, and 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 as much as um, Flanagan and Pano are good players, um, uh, you know they're not as strong in the air. So you know that's and and to make a good defence, it's not all about. Um, it, it's about the unit as what as one. So, hundred percent. Taking that out is yeah, is key. And I, I, I think like if you had Ebanks Landal in there and you had one of Peno and Flanagan missing, I don't think it would be a bigger mess. And that's no disrespect to the other two players. Yeah, I just think that Ebanks Landal is the biggest loss out of the three when it's up when, it, when it's the three of them because yeah. yeah, he is the bravest of the lot and the strongest, and he will win the headers more than the, than the others. So yeah, there's a reason he's got the armband, isn't there? Yeah, and and, and that's the thing, and it's like, always a great believer that when you have got a player missing in a team, the results will sometimes reflect that. And some will argue and say, well, Pierre would have been the sensible option to bring in, but for me, Pierre has been very sluggish for a while. He's not match fit. He's nowhere near what he used to be in the first couple of years at town. And he's pretty much on his way out. And I think we've seen yeah. the players last game. And, I, and this is no disrespect to Pierre. 
you know, nice, nice lad. Um, he, you know, he's done a lot. I mean, there's some special moments at town. He's, you know, I remember the obviously the the cup goal that yeah. got us to play Bristol Liverpool. City. Yeah, um, you know, it was one highlight that sticks out. But just you know, he's he's been good in defence and a, a very solid player. Scored some key goals for us in the league as well. Mm. But for me, I, I wouldn't miss him just because he, he's not the right side type of fit. I feel as though we need just a, another centre back to come in that's maybe a bit younger, yeah, uh, a bit more hungrier. Uh, a bit more energy in it, um, but yeah. It felt like um, it felt like talking on Pierre. Actually, it felt like he was given a bit of a, a sentimental last game on on Saturday because you know he could he couldn't even get in a team when you know when we we had injuries. They'd rather put Leahy or or Nurse there, you know. Um, so it did feel like it was. Uh, you do see that a lot, don't you? When players' contracts are running yeah. down, they give them a, a run out. Um, so yeah, yeah. And and it's and it's a shame really because I feel as though if he was given a run in the side when Ebanks Landau was missing, um, then maybe we wouldn't have conceded as many goals as we have. But like you say, he's just come in for the last sort of game, the last hurrah. Um, yeah, it is, it is a bit of like a sentiment to say, look, yeah, as you know, playing at home as well. Big crowd, when there's nothing so, yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, so it definitely did feel like that. Um, the fact that Sean Morley didn't play was interesting because... Um, yeah. Only gave me, him five minutes. Yeah, and I felt as though, if anything, he would have been given the game. So I've got... Uh, I'm not I'm not reading into that too much, but maybe, I don't know. But um, he's still maybe offered another year and uh, yeah. fully justified of that. Um, well, um, maybe there's a, offered a coaching role, maybe. Well, there was a um, post that went out today about Sean Morley that um, got a bit of traction, a bit of heat. And... Um, it did make me laugh because usually it's sources within the club or um, right. and <laughs> the source, right? It, the, the comment was that, um, that Sean, <laughs> it makes me laugh even thinking about it. Like it, it was actually written. A fan claimed he spoke to him at half time and, and told him it was, <laughs> but he wasn't staying. And um, and that, that was what made the headline that a fan claim, a fan who claimed to have spoken to Sean at half time. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so yeah, two year deal. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Well, to be fair, if that fan he, did, he needs to um I nothing amazing. Nothing amazing. But no, in a in a serious point, I I do think that you know he should be offered a, a one year deal. Nothing to do with sentiment, but I still think he's he offers something. Um yeah. you know, when he come when he had that injury, I thought that'll be it, but he's come back um got that amazing goal against uh, Ipswich out of nothing yeah. uh, when yeah. we were looked like we were going to lose that game. So, um, you know, that's what he's capable of. So, so, you know, if that that point could be a difference in the future going forward yeah. into the next season. And at the end of the day, a year contract with a, um, with a coaching role um, played into it, maybe a, a nice sort of deal uh, to work alongside the younger lads. But at the same point, all depends on what the budget is and, you know, would that be better spent elsewhere? So we can't keep him for sentiment as well. Um, well as I believe he's doing his badges, isn't he? Yeah, so exactly. So if he's doing his badges and that, there may be something in there. Shrewsbury might want it. It depends. Um, depends what, you know, we know what Cottrell's like. He can be very brutal. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I think as well, if Cottrell did release, uh, did, didn't offer him a contract, there'd be a lot of backlash. But uh, at the same point, you know, I 
I would back it because there's no room for sentiment and you've got to do what's best for the team rather than the player because if you're not going to play him, he may want to still play elsewhere. You know, I'm sure Sean Morley could do a a, a good job in in League Two still and play a lot of games. Look at, um, is it Allison? I mean, he's up till 42, I think. I don't know if he's still playing this season. Is he still at Newport? Oh, I don't know. I think I mean he scored. I know he scored last season, but I'm not yeah. sure if he scored this season. I might have done. I have to look into that. Yeah. But you know, I mean, Sean Morley's only what 34, is he? Yeah. 34, I think. So he's still young. Still mm. <laughs> young compared to what uh, Allison is. So yeah, well, and and Allison is a scouser as well. So it must be something in the waters. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting <laughs> to see because um, I mean, he only got a contract this year because he triggered it because he played so many games last year. So yeah. um, it'd be so that doesn't really show if if Cottrell fancied him or not, does it really? Um, because contractually, no. he he had to have a new contract anyway, or he was allowed one. So now I, I look coming. at his, I look at his goals though, but he, I mean his goals this season. Like I mean, he scored the two belters away at home and away against Ipswich, and then he scored that brilliant finish, um, you know, against MK Dons as well. So. Um, I mean, to take the away game out against Ipswich, you know, because obviously that was a we we lost that game, but he's he's got us four points with those two goals. Yeah. Um, you know, so he does score crucial goals still. So he, he's got a lot of he's still got a bit of value. Um, yeah. To to the team, he still brings a lot to the team, and even as an impact sub, you know, if he's it's a good player to have. We we, yeah. we haven't had many options this season. We've talked about we need to have more options on the bench um, or more options in the squad for injuries. So if I feel as though Sean Morley will he'll certainly be only, only offered a one-year deal, that's, I think it's a guaranteed certain that oh, yeah. um, he'll be offered any more than that. But um, for me, what an option to have, even if he's like playing a bit part, you know, player next season, uh, to have someone that you can bring in when there's injuries or, um, you know, there's fatigue um, or just even an impact as a sub if we're losing a game um, or, or we're chasing a win. Um, then what a player to have on the bench, you know. Yeah, is... and for the young lads as well, it can't, it would be great because you know he's been at the club for so long now. Any you know new signings or young lads that come through, he he'd be he'd be fantastic for him. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, and and that's that's what it's all about, and and hopefully, um, you know, he does. But yeah, so before we go into next, I mean, sort of really sort of. We said we we're going to talk about next season later on in the in the episode, but we sort of <laughs> mentioned a bit about a few players there. But we'll, we'll go back to the the game yesterday with Wigan. So I mean, we for me, the, I mean, I watched about the highlights. Lee he was the only real one that was looking like he was yeah. going to score. You know, from his set pieces and and his you know a couple of shots he had. Um, we were very wasteful. I think for Udo had a good game. Bowman was quiet as well, just a bit wasteful. Um, Bowman was very quiet. Um, Udo had that chance as well where he, he sort of didn't think the ball was going to come to him and, and he, he just it, it did land at him about six yards out and he just ran straight at the goalkeeper with it didn't he yeah no. I was, I mean, it was we were what we were nil nil like up until I think my, my mate MK Don's fan so not uh, John who we spoke to but Rob um, he said we need a fight uh, a six goal swing and obviously like at the yeah. time MK Don's went three nil up I know um, and we were drawing nil nil and he texted me going Come on, get a goal, like, and then yeah. and then Vala scored that goal as they scored their third, and he's like, oh fuck, and I said, oh, you never know, never know, we might come back and get two goals yet, you know. Mm. And, they did um, that bit, didn't they? And I tell you what, they five 0 like fair play. I mean, that's Scott yeah. Twine, man. What a player! I know. Um, I, don't, I, know. I don't know if you've seen the goals, but I mean, 
none of them goals he scored were tappings. Well, you know, they were they were exquisite. The free kick, yeah. um, the one he cut inside and just smashed it in. The second was like a flick on the outside of the boot in the box. And then the fourth was like a outside the box post and in. I was like, oh, honestly, I mean... He scored four. He scored four goals. Oh, I didn't even five. know that. No way. That's the second four one goals. to go to... Um, uh, actually, where are they playing? Where are they playing... Plymouth. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's rather you know, Gillingham, you know, wasn't it? Uh, you know what, right? I said, like, in, we we both agreed that Plymouth and Oxford were the two sides that were being impressive this year. Matt, Matt, and yeah. to be fair, MK Dons, yeah, have been right up there, like in in that second game they played against us. But for MK Dons to go to Plymouth on the last day of the season with Plymouth needing that playoff spot, I, I mean, know. that was that is some performance. And for me. I mean, MK Dons would like us from the Paul Hurst season Very much to get so. 89 points and come out and finish third. I mean, that's just and obviously there's a there's a there's a there's a sort of um, similar story there because obviously Wigan are in the top two, yeah, um, that, that year as well. But unbelievable, like to be fair, no, and and I, even when you look at the rest of the playoffs, I mean, they all finished in like 80 points or above. Yeah, very high standards. And and Plymouth apparently were the finished seventh and with the highest points total to miss out on the playoffs since 2003. Yeah. Ridiculous. That, that, and that, that, and then, and then, and then the other end Fleetwood, um, I think they stayed up on 40 points. So like that is absolutely crazy. 40 points. Yeah. That is unheard of. And that's like been the lowest since three points was introduced in the league. Yeah. I think it just shows there's a goal for the, the top teams have been a lot better than the, the bottom teams this season, haven't they? Because, you know, there's sometimes you get this league and, and everyone beats each other and there isn't really a big gap and, you know, between, you know, the flirting on the top half and getting into the playoffs. Whereas this year it has been black and white, hasn't it? What what was amazing was there were 12 teams out of the 24 that had still something to play for. Yeah, yeah. Te- technically, Doncaster and Wimbledon were, were, were not going to be Say staying up, but they yeah. were mathematically, you know, it, it yeah, wasn't goals, a done yeah, deal. Yeah. It wasn't a done deal until the final whistle was blown on forty-six games. So if I, I mean, to have twelve teams having something to play for out of the twenty-four, that Crazy. just go. I mean, you're not. I know you're saying, saying about the goal for the league as such, but at the same point, it just goes to show how competitive our league is, and uh, you know, it's 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 great. I mean, it's been. I would say it's been the best League One season in the seven seasons that Shrewsbury have been in consecutively since we went back up under Mallon. Yeah. Um, you know, even when we got promoted um, under Turner, you know, even that season there, and then we stayed up for a couple of seasons or a season before going down the next. I mean, it's been, uh, it just, the league one just seems to get better every single year. It's yeah. Um, yeah. phenomenal. Like, so it's only going to get better as well because you've got Derby coming down, Forest Green coming up amongst others. Um, it's only going to get better. Yeah, and there's a there's a lot of clout. I mean, even the other leagues are exciting. I mean, you look at League Two and I'll say I know, I know. And I hate to say it, but Wrexham, fair play to them. Um, yeah, yeah had the money in that, but the, I mean, the way they've, I mean, they were they were something like fifteen points behind Stockport at some point, and now yeah. they're a point behind them with four games to go. And I, I was having a look at the fixtures just out of interest and. I happen to notice that the Wrexham's one of like Wrexham's last games is at home to Stockport as well, so that's going to be a tasty wow. affair. Yeah. I would actually love to go to that as a neutral because I can imagine that to be um, some game. But I'll be I'm hoping it's on the tally because um, I'm going to watch that if it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's just I mean, 
it's just it just goes to show every league is competitive. But now League One has been has been phenomenal. And we obviously I was going to mention about the playoffs, and so we'll, we'll, yeah, as we're talking about the leagues and that. So you've got Plymouth against uh, MK, no, not Plymouth, Wickham, Wickham against yeah. uh, MK Dons, Sheffield Wednesday against Sunderland. Like hard to call, in my opinion. I mean, from a sort of first look at that, who do you think's um, favourite to go up? I think the favourites would have to be MK Dons, but we we both know that if you just miss out on that automatic place that you've been very close to all season, the chances of you then going on and winning the playoffs, it doesn't happen very often, does it? Um, no. So so with that in mind, I mean, I would go, if my last £5 would go on MK Dons, but I, I think they'll get past Wickham, but we'll lose to Sheffield Wednesday or Sunderland in the final. Yeah, so if if you had to have your last pound and you had to call on one team, then because obviously you're a bit unsure, you're sitting on the fence there. But name, okay. if, you, if you're gonna if you if you gonna if you're gonna say it, who, who, who's it gonna be? Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield Wednesday. You know what? Totally agree with you. Yeah. Um, but that's before I heard about Barry Bannon getting injured. So mm-hmm. for me, Sheffield Wednesday will get promoted if he's fit. If he's not fit. Um, then I'm still going to go with MK Dons. I think they're going to break the um, f- thing of finishing third and just missing out because they, they like I said, on a great run. And I, I, I do believe that Wickham, um, yeah, they're a good side. They've got experience with Ainsworth, but I do feel as though they'll 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 match them and, and beat them. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I think. I just think, yeah, I think there's some of the momentum. Out of the two of Sheffield Wednesday and Sunderland, I do think Sheffield Wednesday will win, regardless of Barry Bannon being injured. Me too. Uh, but yeah, I think it will be an MK Don Sheffield Wednesday final, and I do think it will go to extra time, but I think MK Don's will win it. And then it's only because of Scott Twine. If it wasn't uh, for him being on hot form at the minute, um, yeah. you know, and, and that's the thing, like, we could predict that now. But who's to say Scott Twine could get injured in the first 10 minutes of the semi-final um, and then he's out and MK yeah. Dons may go through. You know, so, yeah, but on on as we currently stand, I do believe MK Dons will just pinch it over Sheffield Wednesday. I think um, I think the one thing I would say is that both games are going to be a good watch as well, aren't they? Um, in oh, particular, that Sheffield Wednesday-Sunderland game. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was watching the um, highlights last night for the other games and how it unfolded and uh, the, the two games MK Dons won 1-0 home and away but obviously it doesn't count um, you know whatever happens it, it's it's irrelevant but yeah. um, the other two games was interesting because Sunderland beat Sheffield Wednesday at the stadium of like 5-0 and then in the reverse fixture Sheffield Wednesday beat Sunderland 3-0 so <laughs> make, make, make of that what you want that's weird isn't it We've played Sunderland and Sheffield Wednesday at home in our place and I didn't think they were anything special. We've played them away and we mm. should have got a point at both, but we got a point at one. Um, we've done relatively all right against them. We took four points off Sheffield Wednesday and yeah. nearly took two points off Sunderland. So, yeah. you know, we've only... When you look at that, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? But, and I, and, I and even, even MK Dons, you know, we've... Um, beating them at home and then Wickham we drew away so um, we've actually had a pretty good record against the four teams in the playoffs um, yeah 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 I um, 
I, I thought Sheffield Wednesday were decent at the Meadow as well, weren't they? They just couldn't break us down. No, we were solid, and that's uh, we were on a bit of a good run then as well, weren't we? Yeah, and that was probably yeah. the one of the highlights of the season was that sort of period between um, Christmas and New Year and the Liverpool yeah. game, and then we sort of just, you know, which we'll talk dropped about off a minute. cliff for a bit. Yeah, we just we just sort of forgot how to shoot um, <laughs> and play football um, in the third in the attacking half, but yeah, so. Yeah, that's the plus. And so we'll, we'll go back to the, obviously we'll talk about the season then as a whole then. So, like, first of all, what would you score our season out of 10? Truthfully. Six. Six. Yeah. I, I, I would, did, I, only because, I would, go on. No, I would, I would split the first half of the season into a three out of 10 up until... December time, beginning of December, and then after that, I would say about seven out of ten. But yeah, so but I'd probably agree if it was over the course of the season. I think it's a six is a fair result. It's a very average sort of six. But yeah, what was your reason beyond the six, then? Just because we were so good at the back and so terrible going forward, bar the odd, you know, spurt of games. Um, we did have that good run over Christmas, but we were never very prolific. On you know, scoring, we had. A, a couple of games in the last couple of months where you know we banged in I think we banged in eight in a week but it was like I say it was it was in spurts wasn't it and then we'd have a very bad run where we'd go six five or six games without a goal we started the season in that sort of form where we just couldn't we couldn't buy a goal and you know with a king of a nil nils as well um which is a yeah. is a it definitely I know it's only a small snapshot of our season but it does tell the bigger picture as well at the same time um yeah, just you just said it there, bang average. Yeah, no, uh, I think that's a fair uh, summary of the season. I mean, we, we didn't get our recruitment right as we banged on about all year, really. Um, yeah. And yeah. January was better, um, but still not good enough. Um, we, yeah. we, we sort of was, it was a bit of a weird one because Flanagan came in and we, we, did, we sort of were like, why is he coming in? But he's proven yeah. why he was brought in because he brought that calmness of defence and, and was um, probably defence improved even more. Um. I think I think the main problem was um, Cottrell didn't get the signings in. Um, there was animosity between the media and the fans. Um, there was a bit of conflict here and there. We, we seemed a bit aggressive, um, but not in the right way on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. That, that Gillingham game, we got our first win, but we were, yeah, we just. It just wasn't. Nothing was clicking for us, and we weren't. We didn't look like we had an identity either as a team. No, um, and I just feel as though, yeah, obviously the, the fans were getting on players' backs, and obviously likes of Cosgrove and that wasn't performing. There was no work ethic in some of the players at the start, and I think it just it was just a mixed match. It was just a horrible experience. There was people wanting Cotchwood gone, people sitting on the fence, one minute saying yeah he's all right, the next minute nine needs to go, and yeah, it was just it was so so horrible, and I feel as though, you know. We didn't really get start. Our season didn't start until December time. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah. Like I mentioned there, and that that was the main cause of why we finished where we are. If we started the season with with a better, I think for me, pre-season was was all wrong, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, there was no pre-season. That was a problem, wasn't it? There was bare, we barely played any games. Yeah, and and the fitness levels at the start were shocking. Um, yeah, I thought. Uh, we did. We took four games to score our first goal. We got. It took to fifteen games to get our first clean sheet, which is quite remarkable considering how many we kept at the end of the season. And got fifty uh, points. Still, 
but you know what I mean. But it's like it's it's just that start. You know, the first two or three months, you okay. I'm not expect you know you don't expect your team to be firing all cylinders. And you know, you look at MK Dons; they weren't like that at the very start of the season. You know, but you know, I mean, we just we were just sitting in our bottom four, and we just didn't look like we we're getting out of it. I thought we were going to be going down at one point. And so sure did I. Yeah, um, so did I. And then we picked up, and then and then for a month. Like in January to February time, beginning of February, those four weeks, we, we were playing like we were in the first two months of the season, weren't we? We yeah. just looked terrible. Probably even we were worse hung, on hung over from Anfield, it seems. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think uh, it just took it out of us so much, and and it just like uh, the thing is though, we all know why is because we had that run of games, and it's it was not there was quite a short space of time. Yeah. It, it just meant that these it zapped us out with the energy of the the, the squad. It was so small, um, and also like you say, the cup games and out of the buzz. Then you get injuries coming in and, and bans, yeah. and, and that's it. And it, yeah, it just it was really hard. But um, good a good end to the season up until um, the last few games as well. Yeah. So the, it was weird, wasn't it? It was like the, the season was great in patches, and it wasn't. And like that's what I said at the start. It was like a roller coaster because you were literally up and down. You were like you start at the bottom of that roller coaster like you normally do. You yeah. go up, like, and you get better, and you think you're going somewhere. But bit of hope and light, and then you just went straight down for a bit, yeah. and then came back up again, and and then literally just ended where we started, really, didn't we? Yeah, um, the consistency just wasn't there, was it? And it was, yeah, and, and it was just that was the pattern of the season, and and. You know, like I say, Cottrell for me didn't help himself at times, did he? Um, no. But that's Cottrell. Um, yeah. Cottrell's never going to change, I suppose. And I suppose we've just got to get used to that. And at the end of the day, as long as he brings success if going forward, um, and we do get better, bring better players in, then I suppose we kind of grumble. But at the minute, we've got to look at it and think, you know, he did promise us to be having better football and not fighting relegation. And let's face it, that promise had failed. Um, yeah. because okay we were safe in the end but let's face it if they were the, the teams below us were really poor like, Very, if yeah. that was any other normal season we would be probably needing to get a result against Wigan or Charlton the way the week before to guarantee safety maybe you yeah. know the fact that we got to the 50 points because um, there was a, a time we were like losing games and other teams were losing so it didn't really matter no, we, no. I think at one point we built up a 15 point lead or a 16 yeah. point lead, and then we just suddenly dropped. And we're now like we've we ended up finished 10 points, but we, we've we been rubbish for a few weeks, or not, so I wouldn't say rubbish, but we just haven't been trying and we've not got the results and we've lost. And yeah. like I say that, and it's, I mean, Fleetwood, I think, went one win in 21. Um, yeah, AFC cool. Wimbledon went one win in 28. It's like half a season, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. Do, uh, do and then crew as well, you know. So, that's the reason why we stayed up is because the teams below us were were worse than us. Um, and we, we, I suppose, we got a bit lucky in the end. So, yeah, I mean, generally, 50 points will be enough, wouldn't it? But, um, but yeah, we would have been a lot closer to it had it not been an exceptionally poor, uh, you know, bottom yeah. four. Um, I agree, I agree. And, um, it's funny about you say about cultural actually, um, and you know, how. I think he won a few people over the other night. Um, did you see some of his comments um, in the Q and A with the uh, at the fans' night? 
Yeah, no, I did. Um, it was it was interesting. I'm just going to get my charger because it's uh, <laughs> running low. No, um, was... I might get a cough, but yeah, no, it was it was um, it was good to see. Um, like the fans interacting with him, but yeah. he needs to do that all the time. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. I think some of his answers were very good as well. He was, um, he was very, very honest. Um, you know, I think he, I think he was, he was asked about the um, the substitutions, the lack of substitutions at times, and um, you know, there were some potentially very difficult questions about the size of the squad, and I think he handled it really well. And that's that's the thing, I suppose. Um, in the whole scheme of things, we've stayed up now, and sometimes it's better not to drag stuff up yeah. once the season's finished. So, you know, I think the right thing was, you know, to, you know, be honest, I suppose. But yeah. did you see Neil Harris's interview yesterday for Gillingham? Yeah, it was brutal, brutal, wasn't it? He was saying that even the players under contract, he wouldn't want to keep. But, you know, that's that's the thing. You know, he um, he was honest and, and I think, you know, respect to him for that. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Right. I think they're going to have to have a bit a big rebuild if that's the case. I mean, if half their squad are out of contract and the ones that are left, he doesn't want anyway. He's going to be starting from scratch, isn't he? Yeah, no. And you, you, the thing is, you, you've got to be honest, I suppose, yeah. um, with that. So, but no. Um, where what do you, do you think, think of the? Um, the uh, go on, sorry. No, I was just saying. Well, before we move to next season, what, what was that you were going to? Touch on them. I was just going to mention about that the awards night. Did you see who won what and what did you think? Yeah, no, I think well, we all sort of pretty we discussed this briefly, didn't we? Yeah. Um, before um, about you know who was going to maybe get the player of the year, and I think Luke Lee he was the sort of favourite for it. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, no, for me, I think he's probably deserves it. Maybe I think I had a. I think I said Udo. Um, but when I look back, see if Ebanks Landau doesn't stay next year, Lee, he needs to be made captain. Do you not think Bennett will get it? No, I think Lee, he. Yeah. Bennett, yeah. If Bennett's there, then maybe Vice, but I, I would like to see Lee, he get it. There's a yeah, bit more passion than Lee, he. Yeah. Um, not much more. Bennett shows the same sort of passion as well. But not just that. I mean, Bennett, obviously, you would say, yeah, his experience. But then Lee, he's got experience as well. So Definitely, yeah. Um, and he seems oh, to rise to the challenge. Um, if, for example, playing in different positions and that. and Yeah. He does lead that team. And, and he, yeah, he's aggressive. And sometimes he can be over the top. But he's got that passion in him to succeed. And he, he's not afraid to shirk out and, and shout out his teammates when needed. So yeah. I like that because... Sometimes you need that, you know, to sort of um, waken them up. And, and he, you know, sometimes you look at that and you, you would look at you look at him on the pitch and you think he's the captain. Um, yeah, you would. So definitely, I was um, I wasn't sure about Tom Bloxham winning the Young Player of the Year though. I thought George Nurse should have had that, considering he's played he's played yeah, fifty three totally games this season. Yeah, t- totally agree with you. Nurse for me is played in centre back. Unless it's an back. age thing, because um, he only turned twenty three yesterday. I wouldn't have classed myself old at 23 no definitely not <laughs> I didn't know if there was a rule on the, on the uh, prize or so nah I mean I, even the goal of the year like um, I don't know I, I can understand why people think it was because it had been a 
uh, don't get me wrong, I, I wouldn't take it away from it. It was a great goal, but I, I just feel there was a, a couple of better goals out there. But um, that's yeah, personal opinion. Not everyone's going to agree on that, but fair play to him. It was good execution. Oh, yeah. Um, and a good feeling, first goal of the season. So I suppose in that respect, it would have been the first goal of the season. Adds an extra, adds a sort of extra bit of glamour to it. And it wasn't a tap-in for the first goal of the season. It was an overhead sort of yeah. kick. So I suppose, you know, I suppose I'm probably being a bit harsh. He did deserve that. But yeah, yeah player yeah. of the year. Um, for the young player of the year, definitely for me, I totally agree with that. Nurse. Um, spot on. And, and KK, uh, sorry, KK, K, so Yam Yam, um, the uh, Ipswich fan, if he is listening... Um, nurse is will be staying here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so we've heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the fans, the fans have told him he's on a five-year contract. It's like yeah. Wally's staying as well. So. And he was happy about that. So. <laughs> yeah. A, a, agent fan, agent Wally has uh, told Nurse he's staying as well. So. <laughs> no, but we 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 need to keep Nurse. Like he's a he's a good oh, player. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Versatile as well. Yeah. Yeah. Very so, good. Um, so yeah, for for me. Agree, uh, and the uh, there was a couple of sort of uh, nice awards there for um, uh, sort of you know community work and that, and yeah, Harry. Was Harry Burgoyne and uh, yeah. Sean Morley also won an award as well, didn't he? Um, yeah, special recognition, I think. Yeah, and and yeah, you, I, you, <laughs> no arguments. I don't think no town fan will uh, argue that. Um, <laughs> How could you? Yeah. Yeah, no, he definitely couldn't. And uh, yeah, no, it was good. And Udo as well. Did he, he got an award for the uh, was it Players Player of the Year? Was it? I think yeah, he did. And I, and I think that says a lot, doesn't it? Um, one about him um, because he's obviously a, a good lad. And um, the improve. I mean, I never quite like the um, most improved tag because it makes it sound like you were crap to start with. But um, yeah, I, I think um, the fact they were a lot of those players would have seen how much he's improved since last yeah. season and um, I, I was really chuffed he got something because I thought Lee he was going to sweep a lot and um, yeah I was really, uh, really pleased that he got the, the players player because I think there probably isn't much better than getting a recognition of your, your teammates you know yeah I think I think that one like the player player of the year obviously comes from the fans and that yeah. and the vote but the 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 day to day of the club you know, you, you, and that's the thing. We don't see what they do in training as well, and we don't see the personality within each other. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. But we can see a better personality about Udo as well, and he's always smiling whenever he's scoring. He's he's, he's just a humble guy, isn't he? And yeah. you can see that the players have got a lot of um, respect for him as well. So yeah. I, you can you can certainly see that relationship with the um, with. With it, with the players and with Udo and and yeah, they don't totally have the respect for him and yeah, we can see from the outside how he's improved. His goals have added that, but it's just more. It's more more than his goals, you know. I think he's he, he works hard for the team as well, and he's added six assists to the side this season as well. So yeah, a very a very very good season. Um, and you look at Udo's thirteen league goals in a in a team that didn't even reach fifty goals for the season. Now it thirteen, you'd be like. Yeah, it's not that good, but let's let's face it, Udo best in the league total for Shrewsbury was four goals. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's more than troubled that. Yeah, he's 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 done he's done that you know really well and, and he's fully justified um you know, the two year contract that I think uh, was it was offered to him last year. So yeah. I just hope that now um 
you know, after this season, I hope we get another extension on that, maybe another year, um, just to yeah. sort of bump any sort of price tag because he could potentially have another good year next year. And if he does, there may be teams sniffing in January. So I agree. I agree. Um, a few have announced today, haven't they, online, but um, that they're going. Is that, oh, yeah. So obviously the JD. Yeah, J- I, I I put a message up earlier, which he uh, he liked. Um, but yeah, I I, I I said that on the tweet I put out. I said shame that we never got to see JD on his uh, more favoured position, you know, as a winger. But as we know, we've we've not had the tactics um, to do that with under um, Cottrell and Ricketts. Um, and it's a shame, really, because it was a weird one when Ricketts brought him in. You'd thinking, right, okay, he's a winger, an exciting talent from Ireland, and you're thinking, right, let's see what he can do. And and then we sort of didn't really use him to his sort of potential. So it was a bit of a weird yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but and yeah, when he did was, play. He was a, he was like a, you know he was a basically a substitute right back, wasn't he? Yeah, I thought for me it was harsh because he was always going to be judged on where he played I know. at the end of the day. But what I would say is that I don't think it was his own fault because he was out of position at the end of the day. But when he did play, up, he didn't let the side down. Um, no. Okay, play it. Fans will be like, "Oh, he's not that good," but you know, I, I disagree. I think he gave a lot. Of, uh, I mean, uh, he worked hard. He was an honest guy, um, and he and he tried his best. And, he, and to be fair, when he did come on in games, he did look exciting at times. He'd, and you could see why he was a winger because he would always run. But I think what let him down was the side of it. But yeah, he's not a, yeah, he's a you know he's he's a winger, and his best parts was when he was in the final third. I thought you know for yeah. time so. Um, but yeah, no, wish him well and absolutely. Uh, obviously, one of our favourites, Fauna. Unfortunately, the, hopefully we go on to better things and prove us how good he is. And uh, as I described him, a young Patrick Vieira. Yeah, do you remember the first time we he played for us? And um, when I said to you, mate, he'll play in the Premier League, and you, you were like, oh well, we need to see a bit more of him first. And then, but yeah, within a couple of games, I think he 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 convinced everybody, hadn't he? He certainly won me over. Like I'm like, wow. I mean, Davis got injured, and you're like, well, right, okay, it's a bit, bit worrying. But Fawn yeah. is coming. I think, um, I think it's one of them weird ones, isn't it? Really. Whereas if we had Davis, the season could have been different because I, I don't know. Not saying that Davis wouldn't have been as good, and you know, because he had a cracking season as well. But for me, Fawn in some games totally ran the show and 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 dictated the midfield and the tempo yeah. and. And changed the game and and won us games as well, you know, and was part of a winning team in some games. So yeah, happened with Davis in it because he's a different type of player to Fauna. So mm. sometimes the blessing when there's injuries, I suppose that there's always a player like Fauna that can step up to the plate and improve. And he, he's certainly done that. And I suppose you you highlighted it, didn't you, about his loan at uh, Plymouth last season? And I was a bit yeah. like, I didn't really take much into it. So you obviously had a bit more info on that. And yeah, he's. Uh, He's not let us down, has he? No, well, um, I think my point on that was the fact that he played in the league, in our league, um, you know, in a, in a decent side. I think, uh, yeah, Ryan Lowe would have been manager then, wouldn't he? So, um, you know, he seems to have an eye for a player. And, yeah, he played a lot of games for them last season. I thought it would, potentially would be a, a good addition. And it's just a shame that we didn't have him for the season. You know, we seem to make a habit of having good players on loan for a few months. Um Look at Harry Chapman. <laughs> you know, we we we, te- we we don't tend to get get it right first time round in August. We tend to to do it. I mean, there are exceptions, but you know, the last couple of seasons, our best loans have been in January. You know, 
Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so, I mean, going forward into next season, um, early doors, yeah. Um, yeah. We're going to have a break from this for a while, but we're going to sort of, um, when the fixtures come out and when transfers start to happen and pre-season yeah. fixtures are announced, we'll, we'll definitely um, start one or two shows in between the pre-season. But um, obviously it'd be nice to have a rest, but a sort of quick assumption going into next season. Um, are you quite happy with the spine of the team, of what we have yeah. got under contract? I think so. I think so, yeah. I'd, there's not many there that um, are under contract at the minute, but I'm screaming to leave. Um, and there's, there's a few on the um, out-of-contract list that are 50-50s, aren't there? I think we've discussed on a few of them. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um, I think the fact that our biggest um, asset has been our back line and Nurse, Leahy at times, Pennington, Flanagan, they're all under contract, so that, that's that's a, a good thing. Um, and the goalkeeper, so, uh, of course, yeah. I mean, how often we don't mention him very often, do we? Um, you know, is we talk about this back line, but um, you know, it takes a goalkeeper and the back line to to keep all of these clean sheets that that we've that we've had. And um, yeah, un, um, unsung hero, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, the be- the best thing about those players you've mentioned is they've all got one-year contracts, apart from Morosi and um, Flanagan, who've got two-year contracts. So not only have we secured, you know, them for one, but we've gone for two years, so even better. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, there is, and all it takes is for us to offer an early contract to, like I said, Pennington to keep him. I mean, he loves the town. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, I always thought, Ebanks, Landau, Pierre, and Sean Williams were keep their decent back three for a while. So did but I. We, we've we've suddenly upgraded um, to another level um, yeah. with Pennington, Ebanks, Landau, and um, and uh, Flanagan. So, and 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 even then we had like Max O'Leary and in, in goal, and that was a decent goalkeeper. We had Sarchich, yeah. you know. But again, we've gone yeah. up another level with a goalkeeper. So it's frustrating because you look at that, and you think, right, that's that's good going to it. But in a, in a way. Like this season, before it started, we were sort of reassembling the whole squad in a way. Whereas I feel there's more of a spine and go of the team going into next season. So you can already look at those those players mentioned, apart from Ebanks, uh, Landau, who hopefully will stay on. And that's pretty much your defence and goalkeeper already sorted for the starting lineup next year. Yeah, um, you've already got Leahy there um, as well. Um, and then, you know, like say, we've got um, Udo and Bowman up front. So really, uh, I would say the main concentration of um, the first 11 really is the middle and the wingers and the sort of number 10 area, you know, the attacking front. Which, was our, believe, which was our issue anyway. <laughs> yeah, which exactly. But we, 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 we've we improved. We know we've brought players in. We can see where we're good. So it's great to see that. And I think that if we can just bring... Use, I think the permanent signings need to be what we just talked about then, about the attacking areas. But I think we need to then use the loan signings for the areas which we've already got strength in, in yeah. defence, and bring some young players in. But players that are going to play when need, when they, and not just be coming in uh, to sit on the bench and not have any experience like that one we had from Newcastle, which was for me was an absolute waste. Um, Ridiculous. Yeah. The same with Lesh Bella. Yeah. Um, what, another waste. Um, Cosgrove, to be fair, was the biggest disappointment of a lot, but yeah. you know that that's that's by with. But yeah, we we just need to be a bit smarter in the market. I'm, I'm hoping competition that... as well. I mean, um, I, I've said it a few times. There's a, there's a few players in that squad. Some of them are under contract, some of them aren't. 
that have had a bit of a free ride this season. Um, you know, with with like when there's no competition, you're not looking over your shoulder at losing your place. So yeah. you know, I, I think there are certain players in there, and I've mentioned a few before, but um, you know, that I'm I'm on the fence with, but they've, they've played you know between forty and forty six games this season because they're going to get a game because there's no other options. So um, bulking the squad and bulking the numbers is and and creating that competition for the for that spine because they need to be looking over their shoulder. You know, you shouldn't take your place for granted. Yeah, definitely. And and the thing is, the main thing is going into the season as well, you always get teams that have got players that are injured going into the next season, but all those players we've mentioned so far, we've touched with, apart well, Bennett was a sort of a small injury, but he's, you know, he's obviously out of contract, but and Ebanks Landau, but hopefully they'll be, should be fit anyway, pretty much oh, soon. Yeah. So they're not massive injuries, but the good thing is we've got players going into the season that aren't got long-standing injuries either. Or mm. you know, so it's, it's another pleasing aspect. So I do feel as though we should and hopefully will be in a stronger position in pre-season and the start of the season as well. And I do feel as though if we can get that start, then there's no reason why we can't push on and be a top ten team um, next so. season. And, yeah, and I there hope is so. And for me, I'm looking at well, Wigan are out of the way. Um, Rotherham are out of the way and they're always tough teams. And I'm looking at the teams coming down and no disrespect, I think Barnsley, Derby and... Um, Peterborough. Peterborough. Yeah. are probably not um, as strong as the two and possible other one out of the four that's going up. So Maybe, yeah. So uh, I do feel as though the replacements coming down the way Aren't, aren't the strong the ones going up? So there is a you know potential there for us to for a team like us or someone else maybe to have a bit of a surprise, you know. So MK Dons they were sitting around mid table last year. Wigan finished bottom half. No reason why we can't challenge that. And it's always a dream to be in that top six. But I do believe yeah. that you know we can finish top ten. But it's early doors. We we you know no point doing any predictions. It's a sort of day after See the season finish. Because we don't know who, what players are released, we don't know yeah. who we're going to get in, and whatnot. But looking at the spine of the team, I believe we have got a better position going in. And obviously, I think you're under under the same agreement with that. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Let's so, um, yeah, let's let's see see how it it looks in yeah. a couple of months. I think getting getting our work done early in the transfer market is important as well. I think we got off to a good start last August um, or July and August too, yeah. uh, or maybe even before then, June, July. Uh, you know, we got a few of the players sorted early. I think you know Bowman, Leahy, Bennett. They were all tied up well before the season started. And you think, oh, this is a good foundation. But after that, we didn't really sign any more, did we, permanently? Oh, Marco as well. Uh, and, you know, and and, and I think um, Nurse came in after that. But we need to be getting some some names in pretty early. I know. And I, I, think, we'll, I think we'll be all right next year. I don't think... Yeah. We, we, I mean, it's good. That I, was just, I was just looking. That'll be our eighth season now going in. Um, yeah. Yeah. So very, very... You know, we're a very solid League One team now, but it, like I mentioned to a few people weeks ago, and we've sort of talked about ourselves, you, you do want to um, progress and, and sometimes aim higher. So there's no reason why we can't. But yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, we'll, we'll wait and see, as you mentioned. Um, now, let's before we talk about our bonus edition that we were going to add in today, which uh, I threw on you. Uh, <laughs> Early, um, pretty short notice. Um, yeah, uh, 
I'll let you talk about this. Go on. Well, about an hour before we started doing this recording, um, I was already, I'd got all my notes sorted. I was having a brew. I got a nice text from Martin saying, oh, by the way, mate, we're going to be doing this extra feature today where um, basically you're going to pick your favourite 11 post the um, the Hearst season at Wembley. It's like, oh, sound. So, so I've rang him up and I said, look, do you mean your favourite 11 or can I pick players from different um, different teams since then in the last, what, four seasons? He's like, yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. End of call. So I've had 45 minutes to chuck this together after um, <laughs> having a couple of days worth of putting notes together in my own time. So, yeah, thanks for that, mate. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> so, no, 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 no. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad your reaction is that. I, was, I, <laughs> I thought you were going to... Do you remember the one thing we were going to talk about before we do the bonus edition? Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, go for it. Go on. Go on, yeah. Yeah, so, so I'm going to let you start because... I was going to talk about the fans on the pitch, but you wanted to start off with something else. So I'm going to let you throw that in first. Well, and then we'll talk about the fans on the pitch. Well, what um, what the fans on the pitch thing got me to- thinking about was, like, there was people throwing out comments about b- stadium bans and, and, and stuff like this. And the one thing that's been grinding on me all season, and I'm going to look like a right party <laughs> pooper here, and <laughs> I don't even care. I haven't got children, so I can say this. Ban signs that say please can I have your shirt it it, oh, it grinds my gears it like, smells of desperation got, doesn't it oh the parents are there go on go, get yourself to the front go and ask for Leahy's shirt on your little piece of cardboard I, I hate it and I and I probably just sound like a, a right miserable person but I, I just and you've got five or six of them all lined up and in different stands and, and you really put the players in a position because uh, it used to be a case where they had the same shirt all season, didn't it? Um, and, and they wouldn't they wouldn't have um, different shirts every time. So, you know, you've got Leahy and, and Bloxham coming over every game to give them their shirt. And it, oh, mate, it's pathetic. You know, you know what I'd do, right? I would literally, if that was me and I was a player, I'd be like, I right, sign you can have my shirt, pal. Swing, up, swing my shirt off and I would just swing it between my legs under my shorts. And then, just, and then just go there you go there you go yeah I know I know wipe my bollocks with it there you go yeah. I know they're not <laughs> I know they're not doing any harm um, but I know I know I just, but, I just you know, hate it I hate it you know what though you're saying you're a party people but I, I'm in agreement with you it's, 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 it's quite sad I never used to do that as a kid um, the most I used to do was maybe when I was about 11 even less than that like you know they sign me autograph like at the meadow. Yeah. Um, what what whatever but, happened with that? Yeah, but but now it's like you've got to have a shirt, and I'm like, God, you know, what do you do with these shirts? Oh yeah, the parents sell them on. Obviously, the parents yeah, want them; they yeah. want to get money. So, but it's it's like the, <laughs> I had to laugh because you mentioned this uh, about the shirts, and you're saying you're a party people, but you're not because there's a lad. Uh, can't remember is is it Carl? And he put up yes uh, yesterday. Um, the he saw a kid with a Napoli shirt. <laughs> getting Tyrese Fornish um, shirt at the end of the game and yet um, he was cheering the Wigan goals when they went in I was like oh my god ridiculous <laughs> 20 uh, maybe we're just getting old mate I, I don't know yeah I, I maybe really yeah I don't know. But, but, but one thing we can agree on I'm sure the majority of town fans can um, although there will be some backlash is Block 19 if you're listening listening I don't care you're a bunch of absolute idiots the ones that ran on the pitch and if you want to message me let me know what feedback you want from that happy days um, because 
you, you, honestly, it's an absolute disgrace. You know, you'd think you'd won the the World Cup. Like it was embarrassing. You can understand the Wigan fans going on the pitch behind the goal to their players, yeah, because they've just won the league. I get that. There's occasions for me where you run on the pitch to a certain degree, like at Cheltenham away because we've got promoted, um, or Dagenham at home when we got promoted and that. Um, or get to a playoff it, final, yeah. Got into a playoff final at MK Dons. You know, these are the things you do because it's, it's it's just every club does that. But running on the pitch for beating Lincoln in the penalty shootout in front of 2,000 fans doesn't justify running on the pitch. The kids... Losing 3-0 at home is, is embarrassing. Um, to run on the pitch to what, you know... I mean, there's no... I mean, the fans... The, the club put up a statement as well about not running on the pitch. And I know... We talked about that just then. It's a bit con- uh, pot kettle black, I suppose, that we run on the pitch when we celebrate, but it's going to be natural. But at the same point, respect, respect the wishes. It's, nothing's going to happen. And, and it's really disappointing because there's people like you and there's other people I know who've got season tickets, they pay their hard in cash, and there's there's like three thousand, uh, two or 3,000 that don't even turn up to the games. Um, and then they turn up for the last game and then they just ruin it for the season ticket holders that um, want to pay their respects to the players that have played all season. And... Let's not forget, I mean, someone, I think Paul, you know, I know well, this is no disagreement to me, he put up saying, like, summer, and I threw back at him and said, well, really, it's we're not see, we're not going to see players again. Um, the likes of Wally might not be there, you know, Tyrese Fauna's not going to be there, Pierre, all the players. It's a bit of a, let them do the lap of honour or, so, or something, you know, just let them walk around. And for me, I just think it's 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 a shame because, you, you know, you pay your hard-earned cash to sort of... Um, you know, want to see the players at the end and just sort of a round of applause. And I don't know, I just, maybe I'm just being, maybe being a bit pedantic, but there is some fans like that do agree with me. Um, what do you think with it, the whole pitch well, situation? I, I, I'm, I'm one of them. I agree with you. Absolutely. Um, I, I think it was um, uh, the Blue and Amber fanzine page that posted the video from their seat. Um, I can't remember if it's uh, Glyn or Ollie, but, on that, on that page, but anyway, Glenn. Um, yeah, Glenn. Glenn, po- Glenn posted the video um, of um, of of everybody running on, and and fair play, Glenn was saying that he's embarrassing, and and I just shared it and said, imagine finishing 18th from running on the pitch at the end of the season. You know, it's just it's just so tin pot, isn't it? And um, I I, uh, I don't like it, but um, more worse than this, I, you haven't mentioned it because I maybe you haven't seen it, but. Did you see one of the lads out of that block actually ran on and attacked a Wigan fan who ran on the pitch to celebrate? He actually uh, punched did... him in he punched him in the face. And then when the stewards went to get him, he legged it back towards the um uh, the stand, um, hurdled the advertising board as if it was the 110 meter hurdles, and then legged it out the ground. So I don't even think he got caught, but he just went straight on, lamped this Wigan fan who was, you know, he, he wasn't doing anything, he stood on his own having the time of his life because his his team's just got promoted and well done and and he wasn't provoking anybody and this clown who's um has just ran straight on and, and lamped him one and disgraceful really uh, is block, block 19 right there's some people there that will be like season ticket holders that wouldn't have gone on but the majority they're going there turn up for the big day um stone island uh, all drugged, all drugged up, all drunk, and that. Yeah, you know, just, just up there for the trouble, and up there for a fight, and yeah. they put a bad shame to the club, like, and um, they're just a bunch of helmets, basically. Because yeah, well, know, I've got to say, not all of them, because I do know a few lads in there were right, but um, oh no, no, a, no, a lot of them, I, I, a lot of them. I, I know a few lads myself, but there is, a, there's a large majority there that weren't yeah. even at games this season. Yeah. Um. 
So they're a bunch of helmets, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, running onto the pitch like and just thumping fans. I had to laugh though because I think one Shrewsbury fan from, um, I'll say fan, just a, an idiot, wouldn't even class him a fan, um, got um, rugby tackled and slid. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but there was a slide tackle. So the the steward ran from the, the halfway line. And just basically rugby tackled him to the ground, um, <laughs> and and well, no, slid from behind. Sorry, and like it, honestly, it was a pro. See if there was a football there. He was running with a football. That this guy, like, it, it would have been a clean tackle. Like honestly, it was brilliant. Took his legs out, snapped it, snapped him to the ground, and then the other guy came in and took him out. And I thought, fair play. That's how they need yeah. to be treated. Because yeah. Um, yeah, people would be like, oh, the stewards kind of do that. I think they've got a right to do that when uh, there's people like that thumping fans for no reason. So. It's quite sad, really. You've got to talk about that on here. But at the same point, I think, you know, they're representing our club. Um, Absolutely. That we love to go and watch week in, week out, and we like to talk about. And it's quite sad that, I mean, I, I had a, Kilmarnock, a few, a couple of Kilmarnock fans going yesterday going, but yeah, I see all your fans on the pitch. And I'm like, they're not fans, you know. That's what I mean. So that's the sort of reputation you get. Um, yeah. They're also yeah, young you, as well. Oh, I know, I know. And it's, you know what? That's, you get idiots like that every club. You get them all coming out of the woodwork for the final game. I get that. Um, but let, let's just remember one thing. Respect the club's wishes. Also respect the fans and the season ticket holders that go through thick and thin. And that's my final message on that because the season ticket holders are the one that uh, deserve better. Um, I've yeah. seen um, another fan um, put up yesterday that he was absolutely livid. And, you know, he, was absolutely, he was so angry about it. Um, and and rightly so. So no, it's it wasn't a good look. Um, if we'd finished and came second and got promoted, I'd understand it or got in the playoffs. But finishing eighteenth, um, yeah, <laughs> lost the words, man. Honestly, yeah. well, I, I I can't remember ever running on the pitch when we finished the season um, that wasn't in the playoffs or staying up. No. Um, but must be a new thing now. So <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just. Just so tin pot, like I said, it's embarrassing, mate. Absolutely embarrassing. Might, might have to start doing that when Kilmarnock finish 10th next season in the league, yeah. maybe. Hey, mate, well <laughs> done as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Brilliant. Champions. Before yeah. we move on to the uh, the, the special bonus pro, uh, edition, can I just say one thing? Alston won the league at Rugby Park. <laughs> Alston won the league at Rugby Park. Oh, brilliant, mate. Honestly, it was Fucking amazing, and I'm. I do apologise for swearing, but it was. <laughs> yeah, that's great, mate. It's great, and um, I know uh, there was times when you've said during. I know this is predominantly a Shrewsbury one that we do, but I know you do. You do mention from time to time during the season that it was. I was going to come down to these games. I'm not too sure, and there was a there was a bit of a sticky run that you went on. So, yeah, good mate. Back where they belong. Well, you'll know, you'll know Derek McInnes, uh, obviously, is a course, well-known manager and Robert Aberdeen in his time. But he's come in and he's done well. So, yeah, I know I know this is predominantly all Shrewsbury. We, we will have a separate uh, Kilmarnock podcast for the end-of-season review in the week with a few fans. Um, so, any Shrewsbury fans that want to listen to that, um, obviously, I'll be sharing the links on for that. So, uh, you know where the usual links are and the usual uh, channels on Spotify, Apple... Etc. 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 But before um, I do that and finish up on this, we'll discuss our yeah my sort of uh, thing that I threw at you. So as Rob mentioned, um, I don't know why it came in my head while I was cooking uh, my daughter tea, um, but I thought we've had some really good players over the last few years, and I thought you know what, since we got promoted or no, nearly promoted, should I say that that her season, it's been a bit. 
I don't know, just it hasn't it's been a bit doom and gloom, hasn't it? So I wanted yeah. to try and throw together um the best sides that we've had um since Hurst has left basically, just to see like what type of plays we've actually had and um as well and just also just to see if you came up with similar thoughts to what I was coming up with. So what we'll do, we'll do it um like so we'll do goalkeeper first, then we'll do defence, midfield and strikers or whatever. Um so what we'll do is we'll do the goalkeeper first and I'll go with my formation that I've chosen. So I've done a... Um, oh, let me look, actually. I've just uh, forgot what, what formation did I ever get. And I, it was three... I think it was three, four, three it was. Well, yeah, okay. three, four, three. Well, no, it was a more of a... <laughs> it wasn't a quite... It, it, I was going to go with a four, four, two. This is what I was struggling with and this is what I said to you, Rob, was tactics. So yeah, I to feed, the, people in. Yeah, I went with the goalkeeper, the three at the back like we've done this season, the two wing-backs... Two in the middle, and then one behind as a number ten in the hole, and then one up front. So yeah, I think that's how I went with. That's oh. right. One, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yep. Yeah, so um, goalkeeper then. Who's yours? And uh, Marco Morosi. <laughs> yeah, I nice, think easy, easy choice. Yeah, nice easy. Choice. I mean, to be fair, there was a couple of um, shout outs to Sartic and uh, Maxi O'Leary, but they were more. In, they were more not uh, con- as consistent as Morosi. Yeah. Uh, Morosi worried me during the first part of the season, but uh, the season's gone on. He's got better and better and, and better, and you know he's ended up with equal League One clean sheets with Dean Henderson. So I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, very good. But considering the bad start as well. Exactly. We didn't get keep a clean sheet up until October, as already mentioned, uh, yeah. mid mid October. So yeah, I think that's uh, no brainer. So, in defence, I went with three defenders, three centre-backs. Um, what what was your formation as well? Um, I've got 4-3-3, three, three, so I've got four a back four. Interesting. I've, I've, done, it, I've done it based on players, not the system they necessarily played in. Yeah. Right. So, I've gone with the, the back three, and um, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a difficult one. Um, I've gone with Pennington, kind of not have him on the right, of the three. Now... I nearly left Ebanks Landell out, but then I couldn't because of how much I've talked about him all season um, and how much a rocker mm-hmm. he's been. And I just think he's improved season upon season as well. And he's obviously the captaincy, as I've mentioned already in this podcast, he's been phenomenal this season at times. So he's the heartbeat of that centre that centre three. Yeah. And then for me, it was a, a, a swing between Flanagan and George Nurse. And the reason why I've had to put George Nurse in as a centre-back is because he's played very well there for the first part of the season. He's got better as the season's gone on, but he's a very reliable player at that centre-back role. They're all, he's comfortable on the ball. You know, he, he can play it out. And Flanagan would have got there, but he's only been there since January. So for me, it, I, wanted to, I wanted Nurse in the team and there was other players in his position that we'll go on to in a minute. That okay. is the reason why Nurse wasn't playing where he wanted to be, but yeah. I had to have him in the team. So for me, Penno, Ebanks, Landau, and George Nurse as the three centre backs. Sound. Um, yeah, I went with a four. So I've got um, Bennett right back, um, just Mr. Reliable. I know obviously he's had this injury, but he's given us um, 
a lot of options down the right, hasn't he? You know, he's um, he's his deliveries are fantastic. Um, defensively, you know, he was never the quickest, but he has, you know, he has lost a bit of pace, but he, he manages himself very well. And I think he's probably the best option at right back as a as an out and out right back, considering he's a he was a midfielder as well. Um, he he would go in. Um, I've also got Pennington. Um, I did. I was going to put Landell in, but um, I realised that Matt Sadler was still there after Hurst left. And I, and I thought, given what he did for us during that, I know it was during the Hurst season and, and prior to that, but he did carry on into that following season. So, And I just thought he was a proper leader. Um, yeah, so he gets in over Landell, which you might um, not, not necessarily agree with. but um, And then left back, I was toying between Nurse and Ogbetta, but... Based on, I mean, based on the consistency, you actually mentioned it that you know he has got better as the season has gone on. I will go with George Nurse as well. So that's Bennett, Pennington, Matt Sadler, George Nurse. Excellent. As um, yeah, I was going to say Nurse. I mean, we're not the only ones that are fans of Nurse, are we? No, nope, <laughs> no. Nope. And um, no, you, you mean for me, he's just he can play in a number of positions, can't he? But he's yeah. proven. I mean, even in centre back, he's good. He's good at set. He's, he's got a long throw on him as well. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, quite good. But no, definitely good choice. Now for me, I went with um, the two two wing backs um, as a sort of I suppose we played. And I wanted Bennington and uh, Bennett in there. Sorry, but then Bennington. I remember <laughs> Bennington. Yeah, he's a good player. <laughs> Imagine that if I could just swing that and go, yeah, I'll just put Bennington in. I can then that that will cover two and, players uh, and, uh, and Flannington. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, um, but no, we um, we are going to go with uh, left wing back as Ogbetta. For me, he delivered at times this season before he left. I think yeah. there was a bit of issues with his age, you know, his agent and that, but. <laughs> Let's not forget what he did when he came in, in the you know, in that in that six months. Yeah, For me, he just drove the team forward, and and I I still would say he's even this season when we were attacking at times, it was always our left side of our, um, you know, our our team that was always attacking. Yeah, and um, evidence of that was in one of his last games uh, away at Fleetwood. Where Lee He on the left side of the middle, and, and Nurse on the left side of defence, and then obviously Ogbetta. That was the strongest part of the team going forward. So, yeah, Ogbetta for me as a sort of left wing back role. Bolton uh, goes ahead of Bennett for me, um, just because, um, yeah, just Bolton was great when he when he came in. Uh, I think yeah. it, when he came in under um, Hurst. Hurst. Yeah, and I, I just think he's a solid player. Um, from non-league as well. Some, yeah, exactly. He popped up with some crucial goals, got a good move as well to Portsmouth and Plymouth after. He's, you know, he's been a very good player for us. and uh, Good shot. Yeah, and uh, a very good shot on him as well, um, particularly that goal away at Stoke. Uh, a very memorable moment. So, yeah, Bolton just sneaked in there. And it's a shame because Bennett, I didn't really want to leave out, but... Um, yeah, Bolton goes for me. So they're the two sort of win backs. And then in the middle, um, as your more defensive minded players, was Josh Lauren. Yeah. Um, gets to go ahead against the likes of Vala, Davis, Norborn. 
Um, as much as I wanted to put Valor in, I just feel it is though sometimes he did let the team down at times with his temperament and yeah, I can't leave Lauren out. It's box-to-box energy. I mean, look where he's playing now. Norborn yeah. for me, two sideways with his passing. I don't think he's as good as people make out to be. Um, yeah, he scored a lot of goals, but there were just a lot of penalties. Um, I just think Lauren was a, a very good player. Yeah, um, All-round box-to-box player. And uh, I thought his, one of his best games was in the Cup against Liverpool um, at home. Um, you know, and he drove forward at times and got some crucial goals and assists. And then the other one in the middle um, is our player this season, uh, Luke Leahy. He gets the nod ahead of everyone. And it's mad to think that he wasn't even a central midfielder before this season started. So that, <laughs> that in itself is a huge credit. So that's, for me, he's my sort of four sort of players with Bolton and Nugbetter sort of switching as defensive attacking players yeah. on the wings. And then the two in the middle, so that's mine. Okay, um, mine's actually quite similar. So um, I had Josh Laurent as well. Um, yep. And then I had uh, Luke Leahy and Greg Doherty. Okay, yeah. Oh, you've um, gone so, for 4 3 3, haven't you? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Um, yeah, go on. Your front line. Yeah, so my front line was more of a, a mixed bag. It was like a. I've gone for like basically Udo up top on his sort of own but just behind him um, I've got Doherty in as well and I've got Harry Chapman Yeah. so you've got Lauren and Lee sweeping up and doing the hard work in the box to box um, and then you've got Chapman and Doherty providing the, the energy and the creativity up front for Udo yeah. Um, so a phenomenal front three, and it's a shame really because I'm I'm leaving out some really good players, which I didn't want to leave out, and this is why it was so hard. I'm leaving out the likes of uh, um Beery, but I feel easy. I feel as though he's a similar player to Udo, but Udo was a, a step up. Also yeah. leaving out Tyrese Campbell, um, yeah. who I wanted to put in, and obviously Sean Morley. So special shout out to them. So yeah, they were. Yeah. It was a hard choice, but I'll interesting to see who your three are going to be. Yeah, well, I've got Udo with Chapman, Chapman and Wally off him. Um, yeah. I did write down, I, I did have here, um, but I was potentially going to go, I was potentially going to turn my three into a four and have a diamond and have Sean at the head of it um, and then and then fit in Udo and, um, uh, and, and Tyrese Campbell. I actually had him written down as well, but no, I'm, so I'll go, I'll go with a, a makeshift front three, really, of uh, Wally and Chapman off Udo. So, so mine reads uh, Marosi, Bennett, Pennington, Sadler, Nurse, um, Josh Laurent, Greg Doherty, Luke Leahy, Sean Wally, Udo and Chapman. Interesting. There's mine. So Marosi, Penno, Ebanks, Landau and Nurse. And then you've got a better on the left. Um Bolton on the right, Leahy and Lauren in the middle, and then Doherty, Chappers playing off Udo. Is um is Harry Chapman the best player to have um ever played for town but never played in front of the fans? Um He's gotta be any. That's never played that's played for Shrewsbury and never and never been seen by a Shrewsbury fan. To be fair, we've never really had a pandemic like we have. So Weird, isn't it? Probably... Yeah, it's such a strange thing. Oh, we probably um 
Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah, I suppose because we, well, I was thinking of better, but then we got to see him. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think Harry Chapman is, but you never know. You just never know. Yeah. May yeah. come back. <laughs> Probably he's not. Out of contract. I'm sure he's out of contract. Yeah, I think um, if we were going to get him, we would have got him at the start of this season on loan again. I don't know. Just you just don't know. Just don't know. Just we'll wait and see. Especially, you know what? If someone said to me today, Sean Morley, don't offer him a contract. But we'll, if you've got this, is, hey, I'll throw this question to you then. So basically, Warley stays, but we don't get Chapman, or Warley goes and we get Chapman. Is that a serious question? Oh, I. Oh, obviously, I'd I'd get Chapman back. No, no, just because some people not from know. a. I, I was no. I, I love Sean Molly and like I, I I bang that drum all the time, but no, that's from <laughs> you can't have sentiment when when you could potentially bring in a player who's going to impact the team so much. Nah, no chance. I'm glad I'm glad you're on the same wavelength as me because some people do believe it or not, like sentiment yeah. over quality. But I had a similar question with um, on at this year with I said the same thing about Lafferty or Callum Hendry, who's a lot younger and a lot. He, he was on loan earlier on the season. He's out of contract, and yeah, a lot of people agreed that um, about the same sort of scenario, really. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, any town fans listening and disagree with that, and want to throw in um, the likes of Do- Donald Love at right wing back, then please let us know. <laughs> I kept thinking, is there someone we've missed? And do you know what? I completely forgot James Bolton. When you said about, um, I uh, thought I'm bound to have missed someone. I'd have probably just about picked Bennett still, but yeah, I knew be there'd fair, be someone I forgot. Luke Waterfall, man, he he was a mess. Can you believe we we gave him a three year contract when he signed? Well, you can say the same about Pike, couldn't you? Oh, Jesus, <laughs> hey, he was um, he, he had a good uh, good game at right wing back until he had to come off. I uh, know yeah, that was just probably the highlight of his town career, wasn't it? Like, so where's far, he at with his contract? Is he gonna? Is he out of contract this summer? No, nah, he's got another year. Bloody oh, hell! Oh my god, we signed him in the pandemic, so <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, He'll go this summer, won't he? I think. Um, it's not quite sad that Josh. It's quite sad that Josh Daniels was um, has left before he has. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I no, think Pike will move on for himself more than anything. I, I just, I just, no disrespect to Pike, but I don't think he's a League One player. I think that's the problem. I think he found yeah. his level at Wrexham in the in the league. He couldn't even score um, in in League Two for Scunthorpe. I know they're a bad team, but um, I think I think the conference is his level, and that's no disrespect. That's just my opinion of him as a player. I'm sure he's a nice enough guy, but yeah. Um, hey, well, if um, if they keep him on, um, they they have been relegated to the conference, haven't they? Oh, I true. I so I suppose. Well, they so may want to sign him. Yeah. I would just, give, I would just give him to him. I'd just lose the money, let him go, pay his contract. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah I don't know how it works with tearing up contracts now or letting players go and just you know shaking hands and that'll be that. I don't know how it really works, but see, see if I was that terrible in my job, I'd get the sack. So I know. Yeah, doesn't change the worth of footballers. No, I know. Imagine because I, I work in recruitment. Imagine if I just walked into a. Into my gaffer and just said, "Oh, look, look, gaffer, I'm not, I'm just not enjoying my my recruitment at the minute. <laughs> it just w- just wouldn't work like that, would it? But, no, that's yeah, I'm just not enjoying oh, no. it. No, it's just it's just one of those where it's um it's a shame because it's not Cottrell's um it wasn't Cottrell's decision, so no, no. But but as Ricketts says, it's you know the fans didn't didn't give him enough time. So. Oh, don't <laughs> don't. 
<laughs> oh dear. But no, that's it. I, I like I liked the our little bonus edition there. It was quite good. Um to to end the season. But I it's the end of the season now, so um it's been such a, a great time doing this, really. It's a shame it's coming to an end, really. Um, yeah, just getting a bit of momentum. But I've really enjoyed like having um, like other, other fans from other clubs after we've played them on as well. Um, I, I think that's been much better than potentially getting someone on to preview a game. I think, you know, getting someone on to... Certainly, because usually we, we get them within a day or two as well, so it's still quite raw. Um, and, and I think that you know, getting the Doncaster fans on was great because, you know, you really did sort of feel the raw emotion of, of them getting relegated or, or you know, near as damn it, they were, they were down, weren't they? And um, yeah. so, yeah, I've really enjoyed that. I think we should do more of that next season. Yeah, most definitely. And I've already got that, like, plans to be going ahead with that. So for any fans listening to this, there is going to be more fans uh, interaction with other teams um, and, and also probably do a bit of that during pre-season to find out a bit about what I'm going to do is the plan is, going to try and get um, the promoted teams and the relegated teams on before the season starts in, in yeah. maybe a couple of shows. Um, so yeah. maybe do the promoted teams one week and then the relegated teams another week and just, yeah, just to get an insight, an insight into our, our new teams going into the league. And they yeah, so hopefully there'll be two good shows that I've got planned um, in the near future. So any other shoes we fans that want to come on and, and be part of that, let us know. Um as well but yeah no and anyone that wants to that does listen to us um or has the unfortunate task of listening to me and rob (laughs) (laughs) um any feedback is welcome we will read it all we may not like it all but we will read it all um but if you have got any ideas on what you want on here as well when you're listening or or you want to come on yourself just let us know and we are happy to listen because that's what it's all about listening to everyone's opinions and 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 basically yeah just talking about it because that's what it's all about but in the meantime um keep safe uh, enjoy your summer holidays uh, if you're going anywhere or just enjoy the break with no football no stress yeah yeah definitely <laughs> um, I, think I think that's the main thing but um let's all come back excited for the new season because obviously we're going to be going up next year aren't we <laughs> Oh, can you hear me? Until, until, can you hear me? Until, <laughs> until, until about what? Until about what? Maybe end of August, and then yeah. suddenly, yeah, it's uh, same reality as normal. But no, it's 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 exciting, isn't it? It's exciting yeah. to come as as much as you want the season to be over. I'm buzzing for June when the fixtures come out, and that's when you sort of get the feel for excitement again. You sort of that's right, have yeah. a month off, and then it's like right when the, when are those fixtures out? So. Yeah, and then before you know it, it'll be the end of July because I think the next season starts a little earlier, doesn't it? So, um, uh, yeah, yeah, bring it on, mate. Yeah, most definitely. Well, it's been great uh, chatting to you. Um, so you thanks too, mate. for everything. And no, no worries. Cheers, pal. Have a good summer. Yeah, you too. And I'm sure we'll chat loads as well. But um, everyone that's been uh, listening to this, like I say, um, any feedback we welcome. Keep safe and... Stay tuned on to the uh, page on Sloping Killy. Also, Rob, he'll be sharing stuff as well, as well as his usual boxing stuff. So if you're yeah. into your boxing, get onto Rob's page. Rob, what's your tag on Twitter? Uh, boxing, boxing Shrew. Boxing Shrew, there you go. That, if that doesn't say he likes boxing, then I don't know what does. But for <laughs> now, <laughs> take care, guys. Cheers, Enjoy. Man. And we'll See speak later. soon. Thanks, pal. takes responsibility and shoots and scores! What a goal! Sean Wally! 